Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. It's transition time in Arkansas, the unofficial end of summer and the beginning of football season. And we're talking about a different kind of transition today on the Get Ready for the Future show, a wealth transfer checklist. What do you need to be thinking about? Plus, five money rules for a successful retirement. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Happy Saturday. Happy Labor Day weekend all across Arkansas. One last trip to the lake for lots of us as we welcome you into the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman. Glad to have you along. To my right, Austin Evans in yes, John sir. Shrewsbury's chair yes. today. John is, you know, John doesn't miss very often, but I've got a feeling he's going to be extremely jealous that he's missing this show because it's the first weekend of football season. And yeah. I, I fully mm-hmm. expected him to be here and talk for eight minutes about Razorback football before, <laughs> before we ever got into the show. But he's going to have to do that next week. Maybe yeah. maybe there'll be a big win to talk about, right? Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Janet Walker to his right. So we have you. And to the left of uh, me is Candace Stanley. Good, Good morning, morning to you. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things today in the show. But as we already mentioned, the football season is here. Razorbacks will kick off uh, at three o'clock this afternoon. And through the magic of radio in about uh, two hours from now on one of our affiliates, I'll be talking about Razorback football. That's always the weirdest thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and I know it probably throws people for a loop, but if you it's don't like know... A, it's like a beam me up, Scotty kind of experience <laughs> for you. Because <laughs> right now, I'm talking to you in Bryant, Arkansas, right? But we record the show earlier in the week, and many people don't know that. But then I'll be live uh, in Fayetteville an hour after we leave the broadcast today. So... <laughs> No, I don't drive that fast. <laughs> but it is exciting. You know, the, the Razorbacks are coming off a, a really bad year, of course, uh, but they have a lot more talent on the team. And in different spots, I think they're going to be a lot better. When you think about the team, I think it's natural for us to kind of transition our first topic of discussion today into that team concept because we have a great opportunity uh, for all of you to get some great insight on the markets and the economic cycle. You know, we've had a very volatile month, Janet. Right. It's been it's been up and down as August often is. We're at the tail end of that bull market. We talk about that I think week in, week out on our broadcast. You know, when's the end of that bull market? When's the next recession? If you are thinking those questions, I would encourage you to go to our website right now, getreadyforthefuture.com and sign up for a Gen Wealth Academy workshop called Market Analysis. And this is going to feature senior market strategist from LPL Financial, Ryan Dietrich. Ryan's been on the show with us many times. In fact, he's a regular. We, we have him on about once a month. He was on just a week or so ago, in fact. He's going to be coming to Little Rock. It's his first visit to Arkansas. September 12th is the date. 6.30 is the time. And the Crown Plaza in Little Rock is the location. And this is a free opportunity for you to get some great insight. Ask questions. We're going to set this up. We talked to Ryan in uh, San Diego at the LPL uh, Financial Focus Conference and kind of talked to him about how we wanted this to set up. And he loved the idea, Janet, of doing a QA. and a Yeah. So I will be walking throughout the crowd uh, throughout the evening with a microphone to help you ask your questions. So if, if you're out there thinking about, well, what does this mean for me? This is your opportunity to ask Ryan Dietrich personally what your question is. I mean, this is a guy you see on CNBC mm-hmm. and that type of thing. How many opportunities do you get to ask one of those guys? your personal question. So this is your opportunity to be able to do that. So we'll do that. We'll also have Scott and John sitting up with Ryan and asking him some questions as well. Um, so it's just a great opportunity to find out what is, what's going on with the market and what does it mean for me? Because frankly, you can listen to, as we say, the talking heads, you know, on Mm -hmm. TV, but you don't ever get what we call the, so what, so what does it mean for me? Mm. Ryan will help us figure that out that evening. I think it's great to, to point that out too, because you mentioned he's on CNBC a lot. I watched one of his hits earlier this week that he was on. He posted it on social media. And if you don't follow Ryan, I would encourage you to do that too on Twitter. But he had posted that, and I watched it, and he is kind of a calming, rational voice, even on those small five-minute segments. Yes. You know, the CNBC anchor, not that he was hysterical, but he was very negative in his 
comments, and I think that feeds into the perception that things are really going south, and he's always the guy that goes back to the fundamentals. The voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about this event because we hear so much of the doom and gloom on you know the news, and it creates fear in people, mm-hmm, right. and so yeah. for them to get to come and actually ask the questions that really make them mm-hmm. fearful, that's, that'll help a lot. And, and I'll say, too, this is a, no matter where you're at in your financial stage of life, so mm-hmm. to speak, we we're this is coming to meet you where you're at at wherever you are whatever stage mm-hmm. whether you're mm-hmm. starting out or you're within a couple of years of retirement come out ask those questions and you can learn a whole whole lot mm-hmm. you know i just thought about this from a completely different perspective when we had uh burt white who was then heading up the research department when we when we had him come out we had over 100 people in the room mm-hmm. and burt and ryan are are good buddies but they kind of like to jack with each other a little bit so <laughs> I, I can only imagine how good it would feel to Ryan to be able to go back to Bert and say, I had more people come to see me in Arkansas than you did. This is your opportunity to help him out a little bit, too. He's got a chance because the the tickets have been going pretty fast on this. And and when you think about it, it's only about a week and a half away. I mean, September 1st is... is Sunday. Sunday, Mm -hmm. tomorrow. So you're, you're only about 13 days out. September 12th is the date. Uh, so with space limited, I would encourage you to go to getreadyforthefuture.com. I'll also point out it's for clients and non-clients. We, I think mm-hmm. maybe we need to draw that line too, that, hey, yeah. if you listen to the show, don't think you have to be a client or you can't be a client and attend this event. This is for everybody that is interested and wants to learn more about the market. Market analysis with Ryan Dietrich, September 12th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Always free to attend. By the way, while you're at the website, there'll be another couple of workshops you can check out there too. We've got a lot coming up in September. Uh, You can sign up for any of those or all of those that you'd like at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. All right, so we talked about the value of a team. You're you're, you're seeing that, uh, hearing that right now in John's absence. We've got uh, a couple of members of our team, one that works with me in Little Rock, one that works with Janet and Bryant. We've got Several offices across the state. I think it's a great opportunity to talk about that. You know, people think in football season, you have to work together as yeah. a team. And, and, I, and I was thinking about this when I was coming in, and we only got a couple of minutes before we hit the break here. But, you know, that team concept really is very valuable. And, and, and as an example, uh, Tim Key is on my uh, team that we work with. And I was working with a client that he was not involved in. He didn't sit in the appointment. And I came back out and I was going, thinking about going one direction with the plan and kind of bounce something off of him. And he gave me something that I had not even thought about. And I changed direction on the plan yeah. because mm-hmm. of what he said. It, 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 it just, I mean, it doesn't matter your, your, your level of knowledge to be able to bounce something off someone else's perspective is always huge. Yeah, we that is one of the reasons that we built Gen Wealth as a team structured approach because you know if one mind is good good at something, two are better, and so mm-hmm. so it has been very helpful to us. And not only in thinking through um, cases and helping people think through the, you know what is their approach for retirement and that type of thing, but even in just getting all of the actual work done. That that has to be done. I think most investors really don't have a point of reference, and that's okay that they don't, but they don't, probably don't have a point of reference on how much work goes mm-hmm. into getting your plan together and from that initial conversation all the way to the point that you actually retire and your income starts. There are a ton of moving parts mm-hmm. that have to take place. And and I don't I frankly cannot fathom how an individual shop, so to speak, mm-hmm. handles that type of of workload. Yeah, one of my favorite things about uh, my job and my position is to go back and whiteboard a case and have our group of advisors Mm -hmm. back there and really having those creative ideas and the best ideas come to the top when we're working on a plan. Absolutely. awesome. You want to consider as much as you can uh, when you're working on those cases, that's for sure. Hey, we're going to take a break, but coming up on today's show, you heard it in the open, we've got a couple of different directions we're going. We've got five money rules for a successful retirement. That is in the next segment. And then a little bit later on, we're going to be going over a wealth transfer checklist. It can be tough to think about end-of-life preparations, but it is certainly very important to do so. So a couple of huge topics straight ahead on the Get Ready for the Future show. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we'll be right back. Do you worry about retiring? How much is enough? Can I achieve my retirement goals? 
Hi, I'm Scott Inman for Genwell Financial Advisors, and we've been helping Arkansans retire for 14 years. Get answers in less time than it takes to check social media. Visit 15minuteretirement.com, and we'll gather some information, analyze your success rate, and provide the coaching for any needed changes. Type 15minuteretirement.com to get started on your 15-minute retirement checkup today. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Wealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, it's the last day of August. And from an investing standpoint, Janet, I don't think anybody is upset to see this month come to an end. No, I'm, I'm not upset to see the hot temperatures kind of go behind us or the market. Yes, yeah. it has been a turbulent ride. There's no question about it. Uh, the, the tariff war talk is still there. We had the inversion of the yield curve briefly in August. And there is some data showing as we take a look at the underlying fundamentals, because if you've listened to us or watched us much at all, you know that we always believe the markets will return to fundamental data. All of this other is just noise until there are fundamental reasons to believe uh, that a downturn is likely. There are signs that we talked about last week of things starting to slow down. In fact, the GDP forecast from LPL Research is now being reduced. We were at a range from 2.25% to 2.5% projected growth for the rest of 2019. They've dropped that to two. But it is important to say, Janet, this is still growth. It is just slower growth. I I thought that their verbiage on this, you and I were talking about this, their verbiage is interesting because we say slowing down because that's just how we talk. They say moderating. Right. And then there is a little bit of a different context there that it's, you know, we have had incredible growth for quite uh, quite a while and it's moderating. But we're still in a positive position. And we, as you said, Scott, we continue to go back to the fundamentals of looking at where are we in terms of the fundamental signs for a recession. And they're simply not there at this point. So we believe we still have some life in this bull market moving forward. Yeah. And we, uh, if you look at the GDP growth, it's kind of been up and down over the last couple of years as well. But we do know the economic expansion, economic expansion is getting longer in the tooth. We mentioned last week uh, that LP. LPL Research guidance saying the chances of a recession are now being upticked next year to 30%. But again, that's still a lower percentage than you would probably expect if you listened and take took all of your information from right. the financial news media. One of the other things that we did recently, too, as part of our due diligence and as part of our business growth at GenWealth was we just spent... A Well, you spent a full week. I was just there for a few days in San Diego at the LPL Focus Conference, and we really interacted a lot with LPL Research and other LPL executives. We had some time to talk with Ryan Dietrich, uh, who obviously is a friend of the Get Ready for the Future show, with Burt White as well, and other members of the research team. And, you know, one of the things that anytime you're basically a year out from a presidential election, Mm -hmm. that always comes into the conversation. And frankly, I will say the last year before you get to a presidential presidential election historically is pretty volatile because the market begins to go, all right, what's going to happen here? Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this year after year. Well, I say over the years, because anytime we've come up on a presidential election, this is what we see. We see that volatility. And so the more the candidates are talking, the more you're going to see that. But what we have also seen is that historically, the market doesn't really care who gets elected, Republican or Democrat. It just wants an answer. And so, you know, yes, there's probably going to be some ugly before, you know, we get through this, but it's more of a question about what's really going on rather than the fundamental signs of a recession. And as always, it comes back to the so what and where are you in your retirement journey? If you've got 20, 30 years, this is just a blip on the radar, whatever happens. But if you're retiring in the next five years, it is certainly worth a review because of where we are, the length of the economic expansion and the slowdown uh, globally and domestically that may be happening uh, soon. So we're out of time. That's the fastest four minutes in investing. We thank you for watching on social media and for listening on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we're back on the program on the other side of the break. Smarter, simpler, and more personal. The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. 
Well, we mentioned Labor Day weekend, and uh, Ginger Young does a lot of content show prep for us. She gave me a little Labor Day trivia, so you guys want to get into that real quick? Sure. Yeah. Dive yeah. Back in. Fun. Before we talk about the five money rules for a successful retirement, do you know that Labor Day was created by the labor movement in the late 19th century? It was signed into law, the holiday, by President Grover Cleveland. Everybody remembers him, right? That's like, is <laughs> I that just remember him as coming before Teddy Roosevelt. That's it, about all I got. Is that the guy that was president twice? I think it was. Yes. It may have been, yeah. I think, he, I think yeah. he had a guy in between him, and mm-hmm. then he was president again. It celebrates the American workers who fought for fair working conditions during the Industrial Revolution in America. You know, when you talk about Teddy Roosevelt, he was the yeah, guy that yeah. really helped yeah. Yeah. Uh, American workers there. And it's thought of as the end of the summer holiday. I don't know if that's trivia. Everybody kind of thinks that. It is, as the weather guys would say, climatological fall now. Tomorrow. They would they would say right. what? Say it climatological. Again. I just wanted to know if fall. you could say it twice. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I did better the second time. But at bay, the concept is it's not technically fall until the late September, right? right. Yeah. We're right. still going to be in summer, but climatologically speaking, wow. What it that ends means at in the Arkansas end of is it's cooling down. <laughs> we, hope. <laughs> we hope it is right. I mean, that's the idea. You want to go to the lake one more time, and after Labor Day, shut off the heat, right? <laughs> bring on the fall. Bring on football. Hey, we're talking about. A couple of different things today on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we're going to dive in on this segment and possibly the next, talking about five money rules for a successful retirement. So what do you need to do? What do you need to know and then act upon to have a successful retirement? Well, obviously, that list is longer than five things. But these are pretty five, five pretty simple things, I think, that you can think about when most of it is really around... Uh, centering around your employer plan. If you have access to an employer plan, these are the things you need to keep in mind. And if you're already doing them, if you're already thinking about them, if you already know them, it's a good refresher to refocus on when you're operating in your employer plan. And that can be a 401k, 403b, 457, or even if you're doing it on your own in a self-directed IRA. Number one on our list is know that each dollar you defer is worth more than a dollar. I, th- I think we probably know that, but but it's good to remind ourselves of that, that because it's not being taxed, guys, you're going to be able to say that it is really worth more than a dollar. You know, you're really looking at the, the power of compound interest there, too, mm-hmm. because the longer time you have, you know, for this money to be invested, mm-hmm. the more of an impact you're going to see from that interest over the years. And we we talk about that, you know, using an example of a young man who starts investing at 19, he puts mm-hmm. back just $2,000 a year, $167 mm-hmm. a month, and he only invests from 19 to 26. And if he gets a 10% rate of return, by the time he's in his 60s and gets ready to retire, that's a million dollars. Now, compare that to somebody who starts at 26 and goes all the way to 65. So they've invested way more money over mm-hmm. all those years. Same dollar amount, same rate of return assumptions, but they still don't even have a million dollars because it is it is the power of compound interest. So, you know, most people are not starting at 19. That probably means you need to be investing more than a couple of thousand dollars a year. If you want to hit that mm-hmm. marker, yeah. you've got to invest more because you don't have as much power of compound interest. Put your money to work for you, you know, let your money grow and work for you. Uh, People talk about, um, I heard a CPA uh, last week talk about residual income and he referenced investing is a form of residual income for you. You're letting it compound and grow. And you think of compound interest, I believe, Janet, it was uh, Albert Einstein uh, said that compound interest (laughs) is the most powerful force in the universe. That's absolutely right. The guy knew his stuff. He knew numbers. He knew mathematics. I'd listen to him. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So get it to work for you. Exactly. Well, when you think about it too when we're talking about retirement in general you are trying to control what you can control and and we we as financial advisors will be very transparent and tell you we don't control the markets right mm-hmm. i mean we we look Wish at the, we did that would be really <laughs> yeah, nice be great. Re- retirement would be pretty easy it if would. we did that right let me go push that button uh-huh. ryan dietrich who's going to be here uh, next month he doesn't control the markets we look at the economic cycle we look at where the markets are going and we take a look at that research and build an investment plan based on historical performance and based on where we're going next but we don't control what the price of anything is that we buy. What we do control is how much we put into it. And I think when you're younger, as Janet's referenced, uh, it can be really easy to say, I can only afford X because I need all of this other money just to live. My cash flow needs to be 
high and or 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 as high as it can be. So we don't put back what we think we uh, or we only put back what we think we can when the reality is we probably could put more back. And, and this next point is going to probably ask most of you if you're only putting a certain amount in and it's not getting the full employer match. You need to stretch yourself. You need, you need to find that pain point and at least get enough of your own money in, Candace, to get that employer match. Yeah, we're highly recommending to go after that match. That is a 100% mm-hmm. return right there. Where else are you going to get a 100% return? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've joked about this over the years that, you know, if we if we stood out here at the corner of Reynolds and Commerce Street and we said, hey, if you drive by and give us $25, we'll give you 50 in return because mm-hmm. it's a 100% mm-hmm. match. I mean, we, you know, the police would be ticked off at us because we would be causing some traffic issues, mm-hmm. significantly yeah. so. Yeah. But for some reason, people aren't, yeah, way. people aren't lining up to participate in their 401k. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves, I would say, yeah. when sitting yeah. down. It's, you're kidding. They're, they're giving this to you. Well, Take but, advantage of it. But I think, you know, I mean, it, it is frustrating, but we've also got to remember that, frankly, people have not been educated on That's that. That's right. You Very know, true. And, yeah. and I think when they understand it, then they're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, sign me up. Yeah. I'm ready to do this. Yeah. We were uh, presenting at Baptist Health earlier this week. We were, were starting to do some money work, so workshops in there for the employees, education-driven. And that was a moment when we got to the topic of the employer match that I stopped and asked for hands. I wanted mm-hmm. to see, do you know how much your employer matches? And I got 100% yeses on that. So I was very okay. encouraged by that. Very but, good. But to your point, Janet, that's true. Sometimes it's not that they don't want to get the employer match. They just don't know what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I would encourage if you're listening today, that's the first thing you do Monday morning is contact your HR person, contact your benefits person and ask, you know, or, or look it up. Heck, it's online. Shoot them an email yeah. right yeah. now. Shoot them yeah. an email right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Find out how much free money your employer is giving away so that you know you can get all of it, right? The employer match. Matches equal free money. That's point number two on our five money rules for a successful retirement. And I'll throw in here, too. Past that, especially as you as you get a little bit more cash flow freed up in your life in your 30s and 40s and get closer to retirement, know what your contribution limits are. Know how much you can get in there if, into your 401k. If it's a 401k, 403b, you can put $19,000 away if you're younger than 50. And then if you're 50 and over, they get $6,000 added to that as a catch-up contribution. So know how much you can get into that uh, 401k or 403b or employer-sponsored plan. Number three on our list of five money rules for a successful retirement, don't overload on company stock. Now, a lot of times this comes in, it's not really the employee's choice to receive company stock. Sometimes it's in the employer-sponsored plan. Sometimes companies match in company stock. So we talk about that match that equals free money. Sometimes that's coming in company stock. So it's starting to build, right? I mean, if they're matching it monthly or annually in company stock and you don't ever really make any changes to your 401k allocations, that's going to build up over time. And then sometimes, too, we know, Candace, that uh, employees receive special benefits being able to buy company stock at mm-hmm. a lesser price than market value or even be they're granted it sometimes yeah some companies even offer uh, what's called restricted stock units mm-hmm. in addition to maybe a 401k or some sort of employer plan um, and that can be uh, something that is non-qualified meaning it's not under the uh, rules of you can't you know withdraw it before 59 and a half and so on um, but it comes in maybe annually or something like that. And you can cash those out once they are vested, okay? Mm-hmm. So once you become vested, you might be able to liquidate that and use them towards something, right? right. Some people use it towards um, you know, improving their home. We would like you to maybe put that towards your mortgage or something like that, something yeah. to improve your situation. As long as you know that your retirement is still going to be okay before you start dipping into those those funds, then we're good with that. But one of our concerns about company stock, and, and let me say, you know, if that's how your company matches, or you know how you get the stock, whatever whatever case it is, we're we're fans of it. But we also want you to be aware that you don't need to have too much exposure to any one company. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I'm not even talking about the stereotypical story of Enron stock. You know that yeah. that was a scam. 
time, you're not going to run into very many situations where all of a sudden it's worth absolutely zero. All right. But let me tell the story of BP. Everybody remembers the, the, uh, the spill in the Gulf, the oil spill in the Gulf a few years ago. BP stock before that was at $60 a share. Within 24 hours, actually measurably less than that, but right after the spill, it went from $60 a share to $30 a share. Okay, so let's walk through this just a minute. Number one, the spill wasn't even really their fault. Okay, it was like a subcontractor type of deal. I don't remember the details, but it wasn't BP employees who did it. All right, ultimately, I know it's their responsibility. I get that. But my point is, if you're going, my company's a good company, they'd never do anything like that. BP was a good company. Mm-hmm. They would never do anything like that. I understand, you know, your your thought process. The risk is still the reality that, you know, it's one company and anything can happen at any point and not even just the markets in general, but mm-hmm. something specific to that company. So let's do the math on this and let's pretend, okay, let's pretend we've got somebody who works for BP. They've got a half a million dollars in their 401k, 200,000 of it is from uh, is from company stock that's in their 401k and let's say through these other means that we're talking about they've got another hundred thousand dollars that is also in that stock so they've got now a total of six hundred thousand three hundred thousand of it is company stock that's when it's at sixty dollars a share when it gets to thirty dollars a share now They've got only $450,000 instead of $600,000. You want to talk about something that'll make you have a coronary? There you are. Okay. And it is just because of overexposure to mm. one stock. You just have to be careful. You know, mama always told you not to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. This is the life yeah. lesson. This Investing is where it applies. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. and, I, and I think it, I get it too. Employees who work for a company for a long time, that builds up because maybe they're not reallocating that 401k very often. They're not paying attention, but they also probably have a deep emotional tie to they that do. company that's they paid do. them yeah. for 30 years, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I understand that. But particularly, Take to heart where we are in the market cycle now, that even if there's not a company-specific problem, that if we have a downturn, if we go into mm-hmm. a bear market, if we go into a recession, and the market in general drops 20%, you know that, that's going to pull almost everything down with it. So there's going to be a good chance that that company stock's going to get hit too. So if you're close to retirement, especially, uh, certainly consider not overloading on company stock. So we're three through our five money rules for a successful retirement. We'll go to number four and five right after the break. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. I'd be rich. Do you have a burning question? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the Gen Wealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. As always, if you miss any part of today's Get Ready for the Future show, you can always listen to our podcast. The shows are parked there, and you can get it via iTunes or, or Stitcher. And I would encourage you, too, to go back and get a little preview of our next Gen Wealth Academy workshop. We mentioned earlier in the show that Ryan Dietrich, who is the uh, senior market strategist at LPL Financial, is coming to Little Rock September 12th. And he was on the show last week, and that's available to you on podcast as well. He joins us every month on the Get Ready for the Future show, and he'll be making his first trip ever to Arkansas on September 12th. He's going to meet with us in our Little Rock office and then come and talk to you at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. This is a free event uh, for clients, for non-clients alike. If there's anything on your mind about where is this market headed, I would encourage you to go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com right now and reserve your seat. And and I encourage you to reserve it because space is limited. Not surely exactly what capacity is going to be, but we're going to have a hard time getting more than 100 people in there. Yeah. And we are encroaching on that number as we speak. So I would definitely do it now to make sure you have a spot. We talked about earlier in the show, it's going to be a Q&A setup. So Ryan's going to be uh, kind of part of a panel. Uh, well, he'll be a solo panel, I guess. He'll be peppered with questions from John and I. And then Janet is going to be with uh, carrying a mic throughout the audience and getting questions from you. So if there's anything on your mind about any topic, and Austin, you said it earlier too, that this can be wherever you are in life. If you want to know, hey, mm-hmm. what's a stock? Yeah. 
What, what's what's yeah. large cap mean? I mean, any any question mm-hmm. at all? No questions too mm-hmm. small to bring yeah, this event. Yeah. It's a great time for you to come learn. You know, we talk about we're not taught a lot of this stuff in school. Yeah. This is a great time to go to school and That's learn right. about the basics and fundamentals of investing and how to you know put together your portfolio, how to work with a team of advisors, all those things that you have been thinking about, especially if you've been watching the market. Come on out, have some food, enjoy, have a good time. That's why we call it a Gen Wealth Academy workshop. It's time to learn. Market analysis with Ryan Dietrich, September 12th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, free to attend. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com to sign up. There'll be other workshops there as well that might pique your interest. You can sign up there. Always a Gen Wealth Academy workshop is free to attend, and it is education-focused. education a lot of what we do on this program, and we're talking about five money rules for a successful retirement. In the last segment, we told you to know that each dollar you defer in your employer plan is worth more than a dollar. It's going in pre-tax, and then, of course, the power of compound interest takes effect over time. Number two, matches equal free money. Make sure that you are getting the full employer match in your employer-sponsored plan. Do you know what that is? Ask uh, human resources or your benefits department right now. Send them an email and find out how much do I have to put in to get all of the employer match. Don't overload on company stock. We know that many people, many employers rather, uh, match in company stock. And if you don't move it around inside of that employer-sponsored plan, you can have a high concentration of a company stock. And that can lead to uh, problems if there are problems with that company or if there's an overall problem with the stock market. And that kind of leads us in the number four. It's diversify. And that, that's really what we're talking about when we say don't overload on company stock. But diversification doesn't necessarily mean equal amounts in each investment. Let's talk a little bit about risk tolerance. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's that's kind of a buzzword or buzz phrase, I think, in our industry consider what your risk tolerance is. Well, what that really means is, is, you know, how can you tolerate, can you tolerate losing money, right? Well, nobody likes to lose money. I would encourage you when you think risk tolerance, and you guys can chime in here, think about your time horizon in in association with that risk tolerance. Because I may not like to lose money, but if I'm in investments that are not going to lose money, the other risk I'm taking is not reaching my retirement goals. Yeah, you definitely want to look at, okay, how far out am I from that retirement goal? And then what's what do I need to take? What steps do I need to take now to get me where I want to go? So whether if you're really far out, so if you're in that early stage of your career, you, you're more growth oriented. You're really thinking long term. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So right. you're just you just keep plugging away, keep putting money in, uh, put get that employer match like uh, Scott talked about a little bit ago. But if you're getting to that, what we call that retirement red zone, you're within those five years or less, you really need to start thinking about dialing that back pulling that that throttle back a little bit. Right. This makes me think, I have a friend who uh, posted recently on Facebook a picture of him and his probably about four-year-old daughter riding on a kiddie roller coaster. Okay, so when I say kiddie roller coaster, there are no loop-de-loops, you know, it's (laughs) not... Those are my kind of roller coasters. I I mean, it is for the short, short, short little ones, okay? And daddy was riding with her. So anyway, he is grinning from ear to ear, Mm -hmm. and the little girl is holding on for dear life and has the most terrified look on her face. And I thought, you know, that really is the perfect picture of investing and of risk tolerance because here's the deal. Daddy knows that this roller coaster is safe. Mm-hmm. He knows that at the end of the ride, they get to get off and it will be okay. Little girl has not been educated to that point mm-hmm. yet about what a roller coaster ride. It's going to go up and it's going to go down, but you know what? We're really going to be okay. Now, I'm not saying that all investments are going to turn out okay. We talked last segment briefly about Enron type things. I, I get that, okay? But generally speaking, if you leave them alone and give them enough time, mm-hmm. it's going to work out okay. The question is, which person are you? In the roller coaster, because if you are investing, you're going to be on some type of roller coaster ride. You know, there may even be some loop-de-loops in there on the one that you're on. The question is, what's your face look like when it's doing that? Mm -hmm. Are are you Mm -hmm. educated to the point that you are comfortable with that type of volatility? And if you're not, you don't need to be on that type of roller coaster. 
When you think about that volatility, though, I always use that as an opportunity to talk to younger investors. And I was speaking with someone at this uh, Baptist Health uh, workshop the other day who's 37 years old, so not exceptionally young, but still kind of getting started with the investments. And we were talking about risk tolerance and the roller coaster ride, the volatility of the market. Mm -hmm. But what I told her, I said, sometimes if you're putting money in and you're in the accumulation phase of your journey toward retirement, you should celebrate when the market's down. And I, and I know yep. that sounds counterculture, yes. Candace, but mm-hmm. you're buying stock price or you're buying whatever you're buying inside of your employer yeah. plan, the, the investments uh, on sale. It reminds me of Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day. There you go. <laughs> what do people do? They flock to Amazon and they buy things because what? They're on sale, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the same thing mm-hmm. when the market is down. Buy your shares while they're down. Yep. Same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a dollar cost averaging uh, concept. And of course, it doesn't ensure success, but there is the opportunity to, as Kana said, get a two for one deal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not that severe if you yeah. <laughs> yeah. drop, drop in half, but we use that as an illustration mm-hmm. only. But it is a, a value when you're accumulating. And then what do you put it in? I think that's something that people never really get any education on. We talked about this with the folks at Baptist Health. It's like getting the keys to the car but never being told how to drive. You get a packet when you sign up and you may have your contributions on track, but you have no guidance on what to put them in. And uh, that that can be difficult too, because I don't think people truly understand uh, the nature of some of the investments inside of their employer plan. You know, we talk about, uh, well, even if you look, frankly, at your 401k statement, many times it will be divided when it shows you how you can invest. It'll say things like large cap, mid cap, small cap. It'll say growth and value. And, you know, Scott, I I love your story about when you first started investing. Mm -hmm. You chose high yield bonds because you wanted a high yield and that sounded good, good, you know, but nobody ever told you what that really meant. And so the same is true. All these terms, you know, we don't ever really define them. But let's just take a moment and talk about that. When you talk about cap, that that is short for the word capitalization. So a largely capitalized company is a big, big company. These are like Fortune 500 type of, I mean, S&P 500 type of companies. Okay. So a small cap company is big enough to be publicly traded, but it is small relative to the mm-hmm. mid cap or the large cap companies. Okay. So that's what they're talking about. And then on growth versus value, this is something that we believe right now is very important to understand the difference. The, the example I always use in this to just explain the two, if you bought, let's say, Walmart stock back in the 1970s and, and you held it to, to this point, that is a growth play because you bought the stock expecting the company to grow over the years. All right. So mm-hmm. your return was going to be based on for the growth. But if you bought, we talked about BP early in the show after the, after the spill in the Gulf, if you bought BP at $30 a share when the day before it had been at $60 a share, that's a value play because we all know that BP was not worth 50% less mm-hmm. as an actual company. Everybody was ticked off at them. Okay. So the stock dropped tremendously. So that provides an opportunity to invest because when it comes back up and they realize their actual true value, then you've made money because of the value. So you can make money off of growth or off of value. And the reason we say this is important right now is we have been focused in the industry in general on investing for growth. But now we see a transition where value is probably the stronger play moving forward for a period of time. So I think it's important for you to understand what did well on your 401k statement last year may or may not be the right pick Mm -hmm. next year. Good time to mention that if you'd like an evaluation of where your 401k allocations are, where your outside investment allocations are, and really are ready to begin that first step in the process of creating a written retirement plan, stepping into the GenWealth Ready to Retire process is very easy. You can call us at 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Or email us, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. That first appointment with an advisor is complimentary to you. Our final money rule for a successful retirement is don't take a loan. 
And that really is all we need to say. <laughs> but, but it does happen. I mean, if you're making remodels in the house, you're buying that. We want to put a pool in. I mean, if, there, if you need a lump sum purchase and you don't have it in your emergency savings or in a, in a more liquid account, it can be very tempting to tap the piggy bank that is meant to be for retirement. But, you know, if you change jobs, that loan counts as a distribution to you. So let's mm-hmm. say you're not 59 and a half. Not only are you going to have to pay taxes on it, but you're also going to have a 10% early withdrawal penalty. And by the way, I'm guessing since you borrowed the money in the first place, you don't have the money to pay the taxes on it now that yeah. you've actually and, realized. And, the and loan. not to mention the money you took out for the loan, you may not have been able to put it back into the market and you missed yeah. out on any potential growth there for your future. That's absolutely right. Now we'll make an exception. If you, if your kid has a, you know, a life threatening yes. issue, you take the loan Mm -hmm. if it's about anything else don't touch it Mm -hmm. sometimes we call an emergency something we call something an emergency that is not truly an emergency right like a vacation or something like that christmas christmas presents those are not emergencies (laughs) so don't tap the piggy bank for a 401k loan so those are our money rules we're going to take a break and be back in our final segment to walk through our wealth transfer checklist That's right after this on the Get Ready for the Future show back in just a moment. Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. Education-driven. Strategy-based. Team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. Make the money, don't let the money. My name is Scott Inman with Janet Walker, Austin Evans, and Candace Stanley, the Gen Wealth team on the Get Ready for the Future show today. One final segment, and if you missed again any portion of today's show, find us on podcast via iTunes or Stitcher. We were talking today about five money rules for a successful retirement. Find out what those five money rules are if you happen to miss any part of today's broadcast. And now we're going to talk about wealth transfer. And this is a topic that can be difficult for people to really think about. It's important to most people, and a lot of people don't have a problem thinking about it, but thinking about the end of your life and and making your money do what you want it to after death is something that's very important to do. And it starts really talking about money and values with the people you love first. And I don't think that's something that happens naturally. It didn't happen in my childhood to talk about money. It, it doesn't happen naturally for me and my kids. It's something we have to be very intentional mm-hmm. about. But when you think about wealth transfer, before you really put the plan in place, you really need to talk about it with those around you. Yeah, I met with a couple uh, earlier this week where we brought this topic up and the the wife was very started getting emotional about it. She mm-hmm. said, this is not something... I really want to talk about it felt morbid, but we had a conversation of, okay, think of it a little differently. This is a way of protecting your family, protecting your kids. Don't think of it as a morbid topic. It's how do I plan for their future that she had young kids. And so it's how Mm -hmm. do you plan and and walk them through that? I often talk with families that are having that issue, Mm -hmm. struggling a little bit. Think about the burden that you're lifting off of your kids. Yes. Yes. That's good. It's a Mm -hmm. huge, huge lift. Yeah. You you almost, I know it's a challenge, but you almost have to just remove yourself from the situation and look at it as an outside party and go, okay, what would the children need to happen? And let's make that happen. You know, Mm -hmm. I love it when I get the opportunity to meet with uh, an elderly client that is bringing in their adult children in the appointment. So we're talking, about it collectively and and on rare occasions i've even had the grandchild in there who's a a grown uh, adult as well so that really helps the process because if they haven't talked about it at home they get to hash it out in front of me and that's always fun to to play traffic cop in those situations (laughs) family counselor never had a bad experience honestly with that It, it, it is truly helpful so a few tips today for designing your wealth transfer plan and and the first thing is pinpoint your family vision And that's what we're talking about. Have those discussions, but start with your family tree. You know, who is in the family uh, that is important that your legacy is attached to and how do they factor into your intention? Said another way, who do you want to transfer money to and when? The when is very Mm -hmm. important as well. Well, and let me acknowledge here, I know we're talking to some people who don't have children. You know, we tend to talk Mm -hmm. about this in the context of family, but periodically we will have couples who Mm -hmm. never had children. And so you have an opportunity to impact organizations or maybe other relatives, you know, beyond children. And, And it's just important for you to decide ahead of time 
whom do you want to impact? You know, again, whether it's an organization or whether it's family or some combination of the two, you have the ability to change some lives. Think about it and be intentional about it ahead of time. Go ahead. I also think it's very important if you're a blended family to really, really plan these things out because you may be thinking one thing for your, especially if you're bringing in children from, you know, others. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you really want to think through those things together because Mm -hmm. your spouse may be thinking one thing and you may be thinking another and it's really helpful to have that conversation and and to review it every few years i've met with couples where they were blended family but they hadn't looked at maybe their estate planning for at least a decade yeah things change oh yeah people change in your family sometimes Mm -hmm. and so they it was whoa we really need to Mm -hmm. change yes readdress it yep well the how much is really a hard thing to pinpoint sometimes but i think it really needs to be in the concept or in the overall perspective of your retirement income plan. That, that's what we do every day at GenWealth and starting to think about your living expenses in retirement and your health care expenses in retirement. We need to formulate a plan for retirement income first because we do need to take care of us first mm-hmm. uh, and then think about the legacy planning or the wealth transfer plan. And, and those are things that I think a financial advisor can help you walk through the living expenses. You know, what what are you going to need to live on? But then past that, the health care, I think, is something that people also don't really want to think about, guys. But but when you think about an average 65-year-old couple spending about $285,000 on health care, that's out-of-pocket health care yeah. expenses mm-hmm. in retirement, not, not associated with what Medicare is going to cover. That is something that really has to be considered. Yeah, you, you have to have a plan for those health care costs. And that's something I know we do with our clients where yeah. in their written financial plan um, and their rate to retire process, we have a bucket of money set aside for potential health care costs we set aside. We map them through that. We think about those things. When you think about that, too, you also have to bring long-term care into Mm -hmm. the conversation in two regards. How will you pay for it? Uh, Are you going to leverage an insurance company by buying a long-term care policy? And then also, how are you going to deal with the possibility of incapacitation? Who do you want to make key decisions on your behalf? And that's certainly something that can't be easy to think about. No, absolutely not. And it's and it's not necessarily, you know, it used to be always the oldest child, that type of thing. You've you've got to think, I think about proximity in this because, mm-hmm. you know, used to everybody lived close to the grandparents, and now that is not the mm-hmm. case. You know, we're talking about halfway across the country or halfway across the world sometimes. It may not even be a relative you choose to to have this role but it needs to be somebody who is close to you and understands you know your medical situation there's another key one uh, when you think about designing a wealth transfer plan is identify your assets and liabilities now that seems pretty simplified right but when you think about consolidating your investment accounts it's really more comprehensive than that what about cataloging all of your assets their location and their value financial and retirement accounts but also real estate any business interests, certainly life insurance policies that you may have you yeah. may have started and were yes. issued thirty years ago that you've got a policy sitting around somewhere, personal property, anything in a safe deposit box, and then all your liabilities too. Somebody's going to have to pay your bills if you have debt uh, and you pass away, like mortgages and car loans and credit cards and other shared obligations. That needs to be in one place so that everyone can find it. Yeah, there are all sorts of companies, insurance companies, um, you know, I'm sure LPL has one uh, that we've given out to clients, but there are workbooks where you can catalog everything that you own, Mm -hmm. where it is, your bank accounts, where they are, your life insurance policies, the policy, all those things can be. And then there's also apps that you can download that will do that, too. So I think that's a great way to get started, to have everything in one place and then tell your children where they are. Exactly. I'll tell you from the kids perspective um, about what I've done with my parents and what we did with my uh, my in-laws um with with my mom when my dad passed away a couple of years ago as the the financial advisor kid you know Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. I felt like it was definitely my responsibility to be sure i understood everything and i already had you know a a good understanding but at that point mom and i literally sat down and and just went through everything and i just typed up a document as she was talking and we put down Mm -hmm. account numbers and you know everything because there will come a time 
when I will need that information and mom will no longer be able to tell me. Yeah. And and I don't want to have to rely on my memory or on hers at that point. And and we did something similar with my, my mom-in-law and she actually passed away earlier this year. And I'll tell you, one of the most beneficial things in that situation for us was having access to her email. Uh, because you think about how many things now do not come in the mail anymore. How many things are done electronically. And so, mm-hmm. you know, even the utility bill and things like that, in order for us to notify all of these companies that, hey, this particular billing needs to stop because it's auto-drafted, you know, it's not like we just stop writing checks. It's auto-drafted from her account. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get on those Mm -hmm. things pretty quickly Mm -hmm. so that those drafts stop. If we had not had access to her email, there's no way uh, yeah. that we could have done a lot of that. It would have taken us a lot longer. Yeah, and, and while you're doing that cataloging process, a big thing is look at your beneficiary designations on your accounts. Yes, um, yes. A lot of people, for instance, have underage children as yeah. a beneficiary, and they may not have a, a trust or a trustee in place. So what happens at it's that gonna point? It's going to go to probate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. really, really review those. There are a few other items on our wealth transfer checklist, but we are running out of time on today's show. So we will let you know that you can find that full checklist on our website. Just go to getreadyforthefuture.com slash wealth transfer. Get your own copy there. And if we've, we've talked about a lot today. So if there's anything that you've heard today that you'd like to learn more about, Again, I'll remind you, you can sit down with a GenWealth Financial Advisor and that first appointment is complimentary. You can do that. You can set it up by calling 501-653-7355. Again, our number is 501-653-7355. I'll remind you that today is Saturday, so there won't be anybody at the office to take that call until Monday. But if you want to reach out uh, via email, you can do that too. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And here's what will happen in either occurrence. Anna Olive is our client introductory specialist. She'll give you a call. She'll ask you a few questions to kind of get some info ahead of time for the advisor that you'll sit with, advisors you'll sit with, a team of advisors. And then you bring in a few documents. Tell us a little bit about your goals and what your desires are and what you want out of your retirement. And then if it makes sense for us to go past that appointment, we will begin building your plan and take you through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. Again, it's 501-653-7355 or info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And I'll also make one final mention of our Market Analysis Gen Wealth Academy Workshop. That is coming up very soon, September 12th. Ryan Dietrich who is the senior market strategist at LPL Financial, will be coming to Little Rock. It's his first trip ever to Arkansas. You may have seen Ryan on the financial news networks. You may have heard Ryan on our show. He is with us about once a month on the Get Ready for the Future show. He's going to be delivering some great insight into the markets and the economic cycle on September 12th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. You can sign up for free at our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com to join us for that. Bring your questions. It's going to be a Q&A style workshop. So anything you want to know about the markets, Ryan Dietrich is there to share his insight with on September 12th. Hey, we're out of time. Good show today. I hope you have a great Labor Day weekend and you'll join us again next week for the Get Ready for the Future show. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. See you.